To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. This morning we return to the first book of Kings, chapter 19, reading verses 5 and 6. As Elijah lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. This is the word of God. In the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, who said, I am the bread of life, dear friends in Christ. What is the perfect food? You might think that that's a question that's impossible to answer. But nutritionist Rose Prince would disagree with you. In an article for the London Telegraph, she claims that there is a perfect food and that it's lentils. Many nutritionists agree with her. Small, pea-like legumes, lentils are easy to grow. They're high in protein and other essential nutrients. Uh, They're also inexpensive, for most people that is. If you're familiar with the account of Jacob and Esau, you may recall that Esau paid a very high price for them indeed. He exchanged his birthright for a bowl of Jacob's lentil stew. The perfect food, you might say there's no such thing. And yet it remains true that when it comes to the most important food we can possibly receive, food for our souls, there's no place you can get a finer meal than right here on the campus of Emanuel Lutheran High School College and Seminary. Once again, in terms of spiritual nutrition, you have to admit the food here is perfect. Last time we discussed how the spiritual food that your Lord provides for you always comes at the perfect time. And the second reason such food is perfect is because it's always the perfect kind. It's like a personalized diet that the Lord came up with that's always just right for you. Our text says, Elijah lay and slept under a broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank. Doesn't sound like much, but the food the Lord gave to Elijah was actually the perfect food for him, the perfect kind of traveling food he needed, so much so that it's still made exactly the same way by nomadic herdsmen in the Near Eastern desert regions to this day. A cake baked on coals was a round, flat cake of bread. They would mix flour and water and then put the dough onto pebbles or stones that had been heated in the ashes of a campfire, and there it would bake. It tasted good, it was high in energy, low in fat, the perfect kind of food for someone who had to travel and couldn't afford to be weighed down. That was important for Elijah, of course, because he still had a long way to go. But even for Elijah, the spiritual food was more important than the physical. In the depth of his despair and his depression, he needed to be reassured that the Lord was still with him that God was still on his side. He needed to know that his Redeemer, the promised Messiah, was still there, 
to forgive his weakness and his lack of faith, to support him and to go with him on his journey. So this episode provided Elijah with exactly the right kind of food, both physical and spiritual, that he needed. What kind of food do you need the most? Well, if you listen to the USDA and their so-called food pyramid, what you need the most is fruits and vegetables, followed by proteins, dairy, eggs, uh, meat products, and lastly by sugars and fats. But those of us who have been Christians for a while realize pretty clearly that the nutrition we need most doesn't come from physical food at all. We believe our Lord when he says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What's the perfect food for us? You ought to know that by now. It's perfectly encapsulated in John 6.35. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. He's the perfect spiritual food for you because he satisfies the very deepest need of your soul, the need to be rid of your sin, the need to unburden your conscience, the need to know that your past misdeeds have been atoned for and that you truly are right with God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the perfect food for that. Our Lord says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. How was this bread from heaven prepared for us? The recipe was simple. The perfect, sinless Son of God was offered up on the altar of God's wrath, there on Mount Calvary. There on the cross, he expunged all your sins. There on that cross, he atoned for all your guilt. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having, it, having nailed it to the cross. Thus was the bread of life provided. Thus was the perfect spiritual food provided that will allow you to stand with the saints on the last day. Thus was that food provided that will save your eternal soul. Perhaps lentils aren't the perfect food after all. I wanted to know what I was talking about, so I actually prepared and served a meal of lentils to my family one night. I can't say they were a big hit. Certainly nobody around our family's table suggested that they were the world's perfect food. But here at Emmanuel, in church and in chapel, in your classes, in the dorms, on the athletic fields, you are constantly receiving spiritual nutrition that's just right for you, catered by God exactly for your needs. In that sense, you can truly say, the food here is perfect. In Jesus' name, amen.
We'll conclude our devotion this morning with hymn 918, the first stanza. <laughs>